This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another Astros podcast. See your Houston Astros in action at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. For Astros spring training tickets, visit Astros.com slash spring training. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, produce engineer Matt Boltz at Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach as we get ready for the second inning. Astros with a 2-0 lead over the Miami Marlins. Brad Peacock, 1-2-3 first inning. Couple of flyouts and a strikeout back out on the mound. And spring training is kind of neat for Peacock because he gets to stay at home. Yeah. He's from this area. Wellington. Wellington, keep, Florida. Yeah, I keep scouring the, the seat. Oh, I found him. Jerry Peacock, his dad. He's one of our favorites as he moseys down the aisles on a bottle of water in his fishing cap. Same cap. Fishing shirt. He always wears. Yep. Peacock's even said he's never seen him in a different cap in his life. Really? Yes. Always well, he has was in law hat. enforcement. I hope he wasn't wearing it on the job <laughs> unless he was undercover. <laughs> Peter O'Brien will lead things off for the Marlins. O'Brien starting in right field this afternoon. O'Brien 0 for 8 with four strikeouts so far this spring. Has a ton of raw power. Peacock delivers, and that's at the knees for a strike, nothing and one. And that raw power keeps getting him jobs. He's had trouble sticking anywhere. He's... Was originally drafted by the Yankees, second-round pick out of University of Miami. Played in the big leagues with the Diamondbacks. 0-1. Breaking ball misses low. Also saw time in the big leagues with the Marlins last year, getting into 22 games. Actually started last year in the Dodgers system, then got traded to Miami in June for cash considerations. Peacock with the 1-1. That's outside, two balls and a strike. 30 home runs in 110 minor league games for Pete O'Brien last year. But hit 216 with a 330 on base percentage and struck out 133 times in those 110 games. 2-1. Swing and a foul off O'Brien's back foot, and it's a 2-2 count. Oh, Brad, Peacock presents problems for hitters in the deception he short arms the baseball, and the spin rate that he has on his fastball, when it's low, it appears like it's going to drop out of the zone. It holds its line very well, so it gets a lot of called strikes on that. 2-2. Two -two. That's bounce foul up the third baseline. It stays a 2-2 two -two count. And of course, it was a chance conversation in the bullpen a couple of years ago in AAA for Peacock with one of the relievers on the Grizzlies to revamp the slider was that jordan jankowski it was and it man it turned around his career i believe it, it really became did. A, a real swing and miss weapon two two that is on the outside corner for strike three and o'brien goes down looking second strikeout for peacock one out there's that slider 
You got to send about five percent of his earnings in his career to Janikowski, right? <laughs> That's right. It's been it's been something. So one out of no one on for Starlin Castro, one of the the handful of veterans on this Marlins team. Castro 0 for four with a couple of strikeouts in Grapefruit League play. Two nothing Astros top of the second. Peacock working from the first base side of the rubber delivers. And there's a breaking ball strike on the outside corner, nothing and one. Now, Brad lost feel for that slider from time to time last year, and he wasn't sure exactly why. It looks real sharp again. The weird thing about the shape of his slider is it's kind of big and kind of sweepy, but it's sharp at the same time. The 0-1. And that's skied into center field. Springer going back on it, has a play, waiting for it, and he puts it away for the second out. I believe that was a changeup, which is a good sign that he'll use it against a righty if he has to. Two out of no one on for Austin Dean. Marlins left fielder, three for seven. Yeah, Peacock wound up not on the Astros postseason roster for either the Division Series or the League Championship Series last year. It's one of the, the decisions that the Astros had to, had to make for October. Right-hander delivers, and that is just inside ball one. Dean windmills the bat around as he waits. The 1-0. It's a strike on the outside corner. And part of the reason Peacock wasn't on the postseason roster, especially for the division series, that Indians team, a lot of left-handed hitters and switch hitters. And lefties had a 9.53 OPS off of Peacock last year. 1-1. It's in there for a strike, and it's a one-ball, two-strike count. So you're thinking, okay, if Brad ends up being in the rotation, why won't another team just stack up their lefties? And that's that's the reason why he's working so hard on the changeup. Right. Mostly a two-pitch pitcher the last couple of years. 1-2 is grounded foul at the third baseline, and it's still a 1-2 count to Dean. But, man, we've looked up on occasion at the scoreboard and seen 94, 95 miles per hour with that fastball. Yeah, it really was a, a revelation for the Astros in 2017. It's in the rotation and in the bullpen that year. It was finally healthy. 1-2. That's bounce left side. Correa to his right. Backs up a step before fielding it. Now straightens up and throws to first in time to get Dean. And it's a 1-2-3 second inning for Brad Peacock, who's probably done for the afternoon. We go to the third inning. Astros with a 2-0 lead over the Marlins. And now with the call of the action, here's Steve Sparks. Hi, Robert. Thank you. Looking forward to watching J.B. Bukaskis, the Astros' first-rounder two years ago out of the University of North Carolina. Big fastball, big breaking stuff. I mean, when you look at the breaking stuff, it's very reminiscent of Lance McCullers Jr., the sharpness, the, the ability to throw it to righties and lefties and have those freeze-type moments from the other hitters. And he's got a big four-seamer, and he's throwing in the mid-90s. About 5'11", kind of stocky, J.B. Bukowskis, big-time prospect for the Astros, along with, of course, Forrest Whitley, Corbin Martin. You put Bukowskis' name right in there. So and the Astros have a lot to look forward to. They do, and A.J. Hinch saying yesterday that none of those three, Bukowskis, Martin, or Whitley, were candidates to open the season in that fifth starter spot. So... Can just those guys can just focus on getting their work in and, and continuing to refine things as they work their way to the big leagues. Right. Peacock started. He went two innings, no base runners, two strikeouts. He was great. 
And now it's the bottom third of the lineup for the Marlins, beginning with the shortstop, Miguel Rojas. The pitch, the fastball missed inside. Bukaskis kind of just fell into the Astros' lap the year they drafted him. And they were looking at five or six other guys that they felt might fall down to him. Pitch misses outside. and Figured that Bukaskis would go in the top eight or nine picks or so. And lo and behold, he was sitting there and he was just screaming at him to draft him. And it was an easy selection for the Astros when Bukaskis was left in the draft. 2-0. It's a liner and it's past Correa who dived to his right and it tipped off his glove. Rounding first is Rojas, a big turn, but he ends up getting back as Brantley, the left fielder, gets it in. Yeah, Correa got a piece of that. It looked like it got off the web, did slow it down, but wasn't able to corral that hard-hit ball by Rojas. Kind of hooking away from him too, right? Right. So Chad Wallach will be the batter now, the catcher. Maybe an opportunity to get a ground ball, double play with the catcher at the plate. Now timeout's called. Rojas, the runner on first, is putting something on his hand now to protect himself when he slides. Pretty big lead off of first. Bukowskis out of the stretch now, first base side. Delivers the first pitch, and it's a broken bat. It's going to be a one-hopper to Correa. Spears it, drops it. Now gets it to the second baseman, Diaz, and they can't complete the double play. As Correa was smart in the sense that he could have come up and just taken that ball in the air but he drop-stepped a couple steps just so he could maybe turn two and ended up bobbling it, and that cost him the chance at two. Yeah, couldn't get it in the glove cleanly. Wound up hitting in and out. Not hit all that hard, a broken bat. Uh-huh. So it's a fielder's choice. Run on first base is Wallach now for Harold Ramirez, the batter. Close stance from the right side. Big hole on the right side of the infield. Bukowskis first pitch. Fires it in there, inside corner for a strike. We'd give you some velocity, but it's not working on the scoreboard right now. But what we've seen most of the time with Bukaskis is anywhere from about 93 to 96 miles per hour. Here comes the 0-1. Fastball, late swinging foul into the seats down the right field line. And now ahead of the count, 0-2. Where would you say Bukaskis will start the season this year, double A? Yeah, that seems to be most likely for him. Only made one start for Corpus Christi last year. Of course, his year was cut short with some injuries, 14 starts total. Comes the 0-2. Did he go? Yes, he did. Could not check his swing, so it's a strikeout. Makes it two outs in the inning now as Bukowskis rings him up. And Bukowskis in spring training last year was in a car accident and initially seemed like he was going to be okay but then he went to quad cities had some shooting pain in his left side it was initially diagnosed as an oblique injury turned out that it was a slip disc in his back that occurred during that that car accident but it took him a little while to to figure out that was the issue to diagnose it here's rosel herrera takes a first pitch strike at the knees Good fastball from Bukowskis. So he wound up, Bukowskis wound up on the DL for about three months after making just two starts at Loe Quad Cities. Cubs set. 
Leg kick, delivers, just missed outside. Good late movement. But then when Bukowskis did come back, wanted making five starts for for High A Buies Creek. Mentioned the, the one start for, for Corpus Christi during the regular season and, and pitched very well. 2.14 ERA in those 14 starts. Here's the 1-1. It's a liner, and it's scooped by Tyler White on a short hop at first base. A brilliant play as he tags the base himself to get the out. Great play by Tyler White. Chandler Romer of the Houston Chronicle is going to join us this inning. And what's going on downstairs? Brad Peacock made that look real easy. Six up, six down. What do you have to say? Brad Peacock was watching highlights of Jason Witten, who apparently is going to play football again. Um, That's but, really interesting. Nice side note. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Brad Peacock was very pleased with the efficiency. Through 24 pitches, 18 were strikes. Um, said the slider felt good. Obviously, that was a pitch that got away from him at the end of last season. He yeah. felt he threw it too much last year, and that was sort of the reason why it got away. But he's tried to counter that by adding a changeup. He said changeups probably he didn't feel the way he wanted to feel with it but this was the first time he's thrown it to live hitters did so he say how many times he threw? He didn't say how many times he threw he said he got some he had some guys out in front of it and, that, and that's a reaction you want to see but he said you know it's still kind of awkward I mean it's a, it's a first it's the first time he's throwing that pitch to to, to hitters oh two pitch is swung on a miss by Reddick so Kenley comes in and gets a quick strikeout and there's one out and here comes Tyler White and Peacock of course a candidate for the rotation. He knows he needs that third pitch. I mean, obviously he needs to refine that, find that slider again, which so far so good, but that changeup's going to be a big key for him. Correct. Rotation. If you want to get through a lineup two or three times, and then if you want to be more successful against left-handed hitters, he's going to have to he's going to have to incorporate a third pitch in that changeup. One he claims he learned from a grip he saw on Twitter from Trevor Hoffman. I guess that's a good guy to learn from, uh, Trevor Hoffman's changeup. Yeah, from the, that, that Rob Freeman, the Pitching Ninja Correct. account. Trevor yep. Hoffman did an instructional video about how he threw his changeup. So Twitter is useful. Twitter is <laughs> uh, very rarely, but yes. White stands in, nothing in one count, and that's a strike on the outside corner. Anything else going on downstairs today? Not. Uh, Brad Peacock was the only man in the Astros clubhouse uh, when we went down just now. Um, but I, I was upset that I didn't get to see much of J.B. Bukowskis' second inning of work. His first inning was really something to behold. I th I, this is the first time I've seen him pitch live, and I was, I was pretty impressed with what I took away. 0-2 is a dribbler toward the middle, and it's clanked by the shortstop, Rojas. Should have been a, a routine play. And the ball just kind of played him in and out of the glove, and White reaches on the air. You know, you talk about Twitter. I saw something interesting from Brody Van Wagen, the new general manager of the, uh, the Mets, where he says he reads every single comment that he gets on his social media accounts from fans on Instagram and Twitter. Could you imagine doing that as a GM or a manager or a player? Brody's new. He's a new GM. He'll yeah. learn. He'll learn soon enough. <laughs> I'm about to say, man, he's not going to keep that up. He, he can't. He um, claims he will, but I, you know, it's again, it is spring training. Brody's one of the few GMs that is pretty accessible and, and out there on Twitter. Jeff Luna, one of them as well. He's got a Twitter account. Um, There's a line drive down the left field line by Torinos, and it's a fair ball that's going to roll all the way to the corner. Gary Pettis has a decision to make. He's going to send Tyler White. The throw in from left field. It's hopped and dropped by the catcher. White scores, scampering to third base, Torinos. Tyler White scoring from first base, and the Astros lead three to nothing. What a base running feat that was, seeing Tyler White <laughs> chugging along from first base. Gary Pettis briefly, he, he had, I could tell he was indecisive. He had to decide, and he, he just waved him because it's spring training, and uh, it, it worked out, and the dugout is 
The dugout is as lively as you'll see it for a spring training game because it, they know Tyler White just scored from first. Right. It's comic relief time right now. <laughs> well, White won't need to go to the agility field to get his running in after he's out of this game, fortunately. Here's Elemis Diaz, right-handed batter. Runner on third base. Only one out. Here's the first pitch. And Kenley misses inside. By the way, Cup, that's two good swings by Chirinos today. That's right. Good, good sign from, from him. He looks like he's, he's ready to swing right when he gets in. What, when you're talking to, about Robinson Chirinos, Chandler, what's your first impression? Pole hitter that is going to thrive in Minute Maid Park if he, if he continues kind of his power surge from last year with the Crawford boxes in left field. Um, he is going to be a boon offensively to a position last season that the Astros got next to nothing from offensively. And I think that that's what they went out into the offseason seeking. They, they, they needed an offensive upgrade at catcher, and they, they felt confident that they could fix whatever ailed Chirinos defensively. Yep. The 1-1 pitch is popped straight up in the air just wide of the third base bag in foul territory as Anderson's able to snag it, the third baseman, and there's two away. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to that, Chandler. Also looking forward to seeing Chirinos work with the, the pitchers, too. And, you know, it's been documented that the metrics on him framing that high strike were not great. Astros feel like they can do some things to help him do that better, and that's obviously a pitch that Astros pitchers rely on quite a bit. Right, and A.J. Hinch and, and Robinson Chirinos have both kind of talked about moving Chirinos' setup up a little bit in the box and making his glove meet the ball instead of waiting for the ball to meet his glove. They think taking away some of that time will help a little bit. First pitch to George Springer's on the outside corner for a strike. Astros lead three to nothing. We're talking with Chandler Rome with the Houston Chronicle. Can you even walk the streets now that you've been on the radio three times? <laughs> In West Palm Beach, I'm fine. I don't know. We, we get back to Houston. I don't know. I'd, I'd be going downtown. and You're not going to be paying for any more meals, buddy. <sighs> what, a, what a life. <laughs> Springer takes one downstairs. It's one ball and one strike. I just want to stick my hand in your head and just rub your hair. It's thick. <laughs> It's good hair, Chandler. Oh man, I was on television. I was on television yesterday, which was a terrible experience. But yeah, it was. Everybody got to see. Yeah, I started like profusely sweating after like the second question <laughs> Julia asked me. It was. You not got nervous? Good. Well, Julia, she's quite the interrogator, so I can understand that. It was she's also like, 95 degrees on the field. She's it's like Barbara Walters. <laughs> yeah, she'll make you cry. <laughs> Pitch misses outside. It's two and one. All the wind we've had here the last four days just went away yesterday, and it was 95 degrees on the field at noon when we were doing the interview. You started beating up. Oh, it was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> Big lead off of third for Torino's. Pitch misses inside. It's three and one. Although you're sweating profusely now, so maybe you just do that every time you come on the air somewhere. Maybe I'm just excited to see you guys. I don't know. <laughs> you guys surprised at all that George Springer's getting his third at bat right now? This is the regulars usually are well, set. It's only set. the fourth inning. Oh, well. Yeah, I think it's yeah probably pace of the game. If it was like the fifth or sixth, he'd probably be done. I think third time through the order, I mean, A.J. probably just goes, do you want another at bat, that type of thing. 3-2 is Springer swings through that one. Altuve on the on-deck circle, he's always going to beg for another at bat. Yeah, especially when he struck out in his first two. And Springer, too, I mean, he has a pop-out and a strikeout, so probably wants to to see if he can put a, a good swing on the ball here. Yep. Outfielder's back, infielder's back with Springer. Here's the 3-2, and it's low, ball four, so he draws the walk, puts runners on first and third for the Astros. And gives Altuve an opportunity to do some damage here with two men on. Now, you covered the Astros, Chandler, as an intern for MLB.com. What year was that? That was 2015. That was A.J. Hinch's first season, and that was that, that was obviously Dallas Keuchel's Cy Young season. That was the first playoff season in a long time. Kyle Tucker's going to pinch run for Springer now. Sorry about that, Chandler. So 
you because I was trying to figure out when so it was 15 so you you weren't here when the Astros were struggling once you got here they started winning correct do you find that to be a coincidence? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 my first year covering the team was last year, and they set a franchise record with 103 regular season wins. And uh, That's why we call you winning Rome. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Big lead off of first for Tucker. Kinley with a long set, a long pause. Waits, waits, delivers, and catches – just misses the outside corner for ball one. And you've covered college football. You, you've done a, a few different things uh, between when you interned covering the Astros in 15 and, and when you got on the Houston Chronicle beat last year and the access in baseball, obviously, oh, is it's, second to none, especially compared to college football. Uh, it, I talked to the same seven Alabama football players for six months. It was it – was, it got – I mean, you, you, you run out of things to write about because you're talking to the same people right. six times and they're – coached and they're taught not to say anything inflammatory not to say anything that borders on controversial so it's you always get you know we're going to try our best we take it week by week we take it day by day and it's really difficult um, it can be difficult for some to, to even contrive new content out of that here there is no shortage of access two balls and no strikes to Altuve misses outside it's three and oh now and he'll have the green light I mean this is what spring training's for get Altuve an opportunity to square it up and feel good about himself. See Tony Kemp on deck. I thought it was interesting, A.J. Hinch yesterday, acknowledging that on the opening day roster, they may carry a, a seven-man bullpen, which would which would leave room for an extra outfielder uh -huh. and, and just for a moment delay the inevitable roster crunch that the Astros are going to have between Tony Kemp, who's currently out of minor league options, and Jake Marisnik, who'll be out of minor league options very, very quickly into the season. You don't want to lose either of them. No, no. You know what? It's, I think it's, it's wise, especially with four days off in April. You can afford to, to carry one less reliever. It's three and one as Altuve swings through it. Set at the belt as Kenley. Here's the pitch. Swings through another off-speed pitch this time. And it's three balls and two strikes on first bases. Tucker, he'll get a head start here. I was talking to a, a, another writer that was here today, Ben Ryder, who wrote Astroball. Um, he, he, and he was asking me about that about that battle, Kemp versus Marisnik. And we, we kind of – once we finished discussing, we were like, if we could combine the two, I think that's what the Astros want. Tony Kemp provides you a professional at bat every time. Jake Marisnik, obviously elite defensively, struggles at the plate a little bit. 3-2 is tip foul. Just got a piece to stay alive. So Maris Kemp. Maris Kemp, yes. Somehow combine combine these two, and you've got the player that the Astros want. But it's going to be when that decision does come down, provided the two stay healthy and provided the two get into the season and, and are producing, you know, that, that's going to be a difficult decision. And I, I, I don't know which way the Astros would go right now because both of them provide – you know, pretty distinct positives, and then both of them have, you know, pretty pronounced drawbacks. Maris Kempen ain't easy. Here's the 3-2. <laughs> Runner goes, and that's a strike three called on the inside corner. Altuve down on strikes for the third time in this game, but the Astros do pick up a run. They had one hit. They strand two. We'll go to the fifth inning with the Astros leading three to nothing. Taylor Rome, thanks so much for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.